Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is July 29th and we will be reading paragraph 1639 through 1645 today. And it is the Feast of St. Martha. We are in the middle of the Sacrament of Matrimony and we will continue with the effects of the sacrament and uh, I'll start with... uh, the goods and requirements of conjugal love. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The marriage bond, the consent by which the spouses mutually give and receive one another, is sealed by God himself. From their covenant arises an institution confirmed by the divine law, even in the eyes of society. The covenant between the spouses is integrated into God's covenant with man. Authentic married love is caught up into divine love. Thus the marriage bond has been established by God himself in such a way that a marriage concluded and consummated between baptized persons can never be dissolved. This bond, which results from the free human act of the spouses and their consummation of the marriage, is a reality, henceforth irrevocable, and gives rise to a covenant guaranteed by God's fidelity. The Church does not have the power to contravene this disposition of divine wisdom. The grace of the sacrament of matrimony. By reason of their state in life and of their order, Christian spouses have their own special gifts in the people of God. This grace proper to the sacrament of matrimony is intended to perfect the couple's love and to strengthen their indissoluble unity. By this grace, they help one another to attain holiness in their married life and in welcoming and educating their children. Christ is the source of this grace. Just as of old God encountered his people with a covenant of love and fidelity, So our Savior, the spouse of the Church, now encounters Christian spouses through the sacrament of matrimony. Christ dwells with them, gives them the strength to take up their crosses and so follow him, to rise again after they have fallen, to forgive one another, to bear one another's burdens, to be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ, and to love one another with supernatural, tender, and fruitful love. In the joys of their love and family life, he gives them here on earth a foretaste of the wedding feast of the Lamb. How can I ever express the happiness of a marriage joined by the church, strengthened by an offering, sealed by a blessing, announced by angels, and ratified by the Father? How wonderful the bond between two believers, now one in hope one in desire, one in discipline, one in the same service. They are both children of one father and servants of the same master, undivided in spirit and flesh, truly two in one flesh. Where the flesh is one, one also is the spirit. Roman numeral five, the goods and requirements of conjugal love. Conjugal love involves a totality in which all the elements of the person enter, appeal of the body and instinct, 
power of feeling and affectivity, aspiration of the spirit and of will. It aims at a deeply personal unity, a unity that, beyond union in one flesh, leads to forming one heart and soul. It demands indissolubility and faithfulness and definitive mutual giving, and it is open to fertility. In a word, it is a question of the normal characteristics of all natural conjugal love, but with a new significance which not only purifies and strengthens them, but raises them to the extent of making them the expression of specifically Christian values. The Unity and Indissolubility of Marriage The love of the spouses requires of its very nature the unity and indissolubility of the spouse's community of persons, which embraces their entire life, so they are no longer two but one flesh. They are called to grow continually in their communion through day-to-day -day fidelity to their marriage promise of total, mutual self-giving. This human communion is confirmed, purified, and completed by communion in Jesus Christ, given through the sacrament of matrimony. It is deepened by lives of the common faith and by the Eucharist received together. The unity of marriage distinctly recognized by our Lord is made clear in the equal personal dignity which must be accorded to man and wife in mutual and unreserved affection. Polygamy is contrary to conjugal love, which is undivided and exclusive. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.